0: And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, it's Amy Castles. I don't have Trey with me because in typical Trey style, <laughs> okay, this is something I would totally do too. Trey and I are very much the same in so many areas. That's why we can get in tr- trouble together. But Trey is on his way to Austin today to go pick up an ice bath, <laughs> and he's going to start doing the... Pl- the plunge, the, the polar plunge. I, it's not called a polar plunge. It's, it's the ice plunge, ice bath, ice bath, cold bath. I don't know. Anyway, he was introduced to it and just felt absolute euphoria. And he bought one and the guy was making it and he makes them out of these huge grizzly coolers. And then you, like you fit a human body in it and these huge coolers, and then he sets up the whole watering system and coolant or cooling system and then filtration system. He sets it all up with it, and then he sells them. And so Trey went, and uh, he said he was ready, and it was ready early, and Trey could not wait for it to be delivered. So he jumped in the car this morning, and he's driving to Austin to go pick it up, and I guarantee you he's going to have that thing set up tonight, and it'll probably It'll probably be like ten o'clock at night, and he's still gonna get in that thing. <laughs> he's crazy. I can't even put my foot into cold water, but um, he will. He will take a challenge, which is really cool. So he is. Um, he's getting that. And uh, this morning, I went on a goal hike with my friend. Or excuse me, not a. We didn't go on a goal hike. We mapped out our goal hike. So Dr. Bonnie Hubert and I are leading. What's called a goal hike, and there is um, there's just multiple trails and and hikes in our area, and basically what we did was we mapped it out um, all the stops that we're gonna make. And then we're going to have our participants come and we will identify or help them to identify their dreams. We'll help them identify the goals that need to take place or the action and the action steps that need to take place in order to accomplish the goals so that you can accomplish your dream. And then we will help to, well, we'll just prompt everyone. We're not going to be in, in someone's notes. I mean we're just prompting them along the hike to identify some of those blocks and obstacles that may be coming in the way. And then at the end, we'll do like a a little ceremonial type um, thing uh, to give everyone an opportunity to release whatever it is that could be blocking them. Anyway, I hope that makes sense. But we're so excited. This is our very first one. And we're already planning our second. And we're planning the basically the 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 segue off to this because just planning of action steps alone when you're trying to make goals can take forever so we're gonna we're just gonna keep going and digging deeper and deeper anyway we're very excited so i just came from that and trey is a man on a mission going to get his ice cold cooler bath (laughs) so he is going to be telling you a lot about it i'm sure so we, we get excited about something, we talk about it. All right, so today I am going to share with you a little bit about Ayurvedic self-care and also traditional Chinese medicine. And this these are things that kind of have crossed over and we've, we've talked about before, but just kind of sprinkled throughout the different podcasts that we've done, and especially whenever I did an episode on detox and the different approaches to that. So there are some Ayurvedic approaches to detox, but this is more like self-care, and Ayurvedic is a perfect example of how an individual is shaped by both their constitution and their condition, so it focuses on both the factors, uh, both factors, and creates balance among the body, the mind, the spirit. And Ayurvedic may be a more intuitive way to support the whole person than you may realize. And there are some there are some things that you've probably done already. Even just like seasonal eating, that's that's an Ayurvedic approach. So Ayurvedic self-care is the little things that you can do each day to help your body as it ages and goes through time and space. So number one would be self-massage. And consider a self-daily oil massage. This can help promote improve circulation and immunity. It helps encourage your joint lubrication um, it supports the elimination of toxins and impurities from your body, and it helps to increase the tone and the strength of your body's tissues so basically from head to toe, you can use warm oil and your own healing hands I think you you think it sounds corny, but Imagine somebody in your life who was very nurturing and loving to you and if you hurt yourself they put their hands you know maybe it was grandma I don't know maybe it was grandpa and they put their hands on you and and said oh I'm so sorry and just there was something about their hands like they felt healing well there's I think I believe there's there's something to it and maybe just when we were kids we had more of an intuition with it but as we got older you know we're like Hey, hey, that's weird. Get your hands off me, it type thing. But um, so you can use an essential oil and mix that in with a warm oil like coconut oil or sesame oil. You can do olive oil, whatever you want. You don't even have to infuse it with any sort of essential oil if you don't want to. But just massaging your body in the direction of your lymph, your lymphatic system. You're moving fluids around, you're moving inflammation and heat around in your body. And as you reach for hard to get places, your body is naturally stretching and bending in all those directions as well. So self-massage is huge. And so is um, especially massaging the feet, um, the ears, face, um, neck, all of those places you can get on your own okay, number two nasal cleansing after my sinus surgery, I realized how intricate these sinuses are and how sensitive they are. When I had my sinus surgery we we did a lot of exams after the fact, and he would have to put the camera up my nose and look all around in there. And I could see the cam. I could see the the TV screen where his little, you know, camera probe was, was, um, viewing. And I got to see inside my nose and inside your nose. I it's, it's like this whole world up there. And it is so, like I said, it's so intricate and sensitive and anything that, causes inflammation in your body is going to cause your sinuses to swell. And I learned that it was just, it was so black and white because I already was inflamed from the surgery. So anything that I went through emotionally would cause my sinuses to swell further, and I felt it a lot. Um, Food uh, can make your sinuses swell, of course, you know, allergies, colds, whatever, And when you have that swelling, then things can kind of build up because you've got all these like little balloons up there. They look like little balloons almost. And when those swell up, if they stay swollen and they don't have an opportunity to unswell, because maybe there's mucus up there that hardens and it kind of holds everything together. And next thing you know, you're chronically congested. Well, if you rinse your sinuses out, you are going to remove the mucus that um, you're going to remove pollutants. You're going to remove anything, any debris that's up there, and this will also help you in general with relieving allergies, colds, sinusitis, uh, all of those things. And you're going to provide a balance between the right and the left sides of your nose or of your sinuses and your brain. And you're also going to improve blood circulation and. That is one thing that I realized, too. When you're congested, your brain does not get enough oxygen. And think about that. If your brain does not get oxygen because you've drowned, you, you it, it can brain dead somebody, right? So if your brain is chronically not getting enough uh, blood circulation and oxygen, it's going to affect every aspect of your life. All your decision making, your emotions, memory. So, when you rinse your sinuses, you are just clearing that out. It's like it's like every day have waking up to a clean sink. You can fill up a neti pot. You can use. Uh, there's something called. Um, well, what is it? It's not a neti. There's a Neil Med, and then there's another one that. I can't even remember what it's called, but it electrically um, shoots water into one side and then pushes it out the other. And then you like flip the little thing around, and then it shoots water up the left side, and then the water comes out the right side. And then, but it goes out into this little basin. So if you go to Amazon and you look up neti pot, you're gonna see that sinus rinse come up, and that thing is crazy awesome. So you only want to have pure salt. You don't want additives. You don't want anti-caking agents. You don't even want minerals. You have to make sure that when you are rinsing your sinuses, you measure your salt to create a saline solution that's 9% salt. Too much or too little can cause headaches or irritation, any of that. So um, we just use the packets. It's just the easiest. Okay, so moving on to tongue scraping. Tongue scraping makes me want to gag, <laughs> like literally. So when you scrape your tongue, you are actually move, removing toxicity from your body and you're improving digestion and strength in your body You have to do it first thing in the morning. So there, if you go to Amazon and you look up tongue scraper, you're going to see copper tongue scrapers. That's the one you want. You don't want a plastic one. It's going to help improve your breath. And believe it or not, this helps your immune system. It activates better taste buds and it helps encourage digestion. If you go to an Ayurvedic doctor or a an acupuncturist and they do their first level assessment on you, they're going to look at your tongue first. Your tongue is, is it's indicative of your health. And if you have a lot of candida growing, I mean, you're going to see it on your tongue. It's white and there's just, it could be yellow. Um, bleh, just makes me want to. Gag. I know my mom's probably listening to this gagging right now. But when you're using a tongue scraper, you have to do it first thing in the morning and it helps to eliminate everything that has built up overnight. You can also use a spoon and then you're going to use a mouthwash to remove any of the bacteria and debris that may be left over. Um, Spit out everything and then rinse it and repeat it about five times. So in Ayurvedic, they're very, very big on nasal cleansing and having a clean mouth. So the next thing, number four, is oil pooling. Oil pooling is awesome. Yes, it actually helps your teeth get wider. I have done it for many years, although I haven't done it in probably a year. It's actually been a while since I've done it, and this was a really good reminder to me. I like using coconut oil, but some people use sesame oil. Just kind of depends on what oil you have. But you want to have a good oil that is a high antioxidant oil. You don't want to use Crisco or can you imagine? Don't use like a Crisco oil or canola oil, any of that junk oil. So oil pulling is a simple act of rinsing your mouth with oil to remove harmful bacteria and fungus from your mouth, your teeth, and your throat. And this helps detox your body. It makes your teeth whiter. It helps with allergies, and it does improve your sleep. So there's multiple medical studies, scientific studies, that regular oil pulling shows a reduction in oral streptococcus mutants bacteria, as well as gum disease and bad breath. It is a practice that everyone should be doing. And if you listen to our podcast with Dr. Brett Murphy, he talked a lot about how the health of your mouth, uh, your teeth, your gums is a complete reflection of what's going on in your body, that almost every disease or issue can be somehow related back to what's going on in your mouth. So you want to do this again in the morning before you eat or drink. You're going to put about half to one tablespoon of either sesame oil or coconut oil in your mouth and swish the oil without swallowing, as long as you can, maybe five minutes, 20 minutes, and then you spit out the oil into the garbage pink can. Some people say, well, do I swallow it? No. Why would you want to do that? That's gross because you have spitty oil in your mouth and you've just pulled toxins from your from the gums and from your cheek. So you want to spit it out. So spit it out in the garbage can and rinse your mouth a few times to continue your oral hygiene um, care as you normally would. What I did whenever I was practicing this a lot, um, like I said, I've, I've somehow there's just so much stuff you can do out there. You kind of lose track. I would wake up in the morning and then just have the oil next to my side of the sink, and then just like before I even go pee <laughs> in the morning, I'd take a big old swig of that oil. I don't I don't measure things like it says. It says measure them. No. I don't have time for that. So I just take a big squish, a swish of oil and just start swishing. And then I swish, go into the restroom, and then I go downstairs. Um, I turn on my hot water, and then I let my water start boiling. Um, and while, or my, while my water is boiling or starting to boil, I take the dog outside, and then I come back in, I cut my lemons, I'm still swishing, cut my lemons, and then put my hot lemon or put my lemon and then mix the hot water. And then by the time it is ready for me to drink my hot lemon water, I spit out my oil and then I'm I'm ready to go. So um, I, I love it. This was probably one of the best ways uh, that I have ever found, including sparkle dust, to keep my teeth super, super clean. You will notice a very big difference. Okay, the next one in Ayurvedic care or self-care is food combining. What you'll notice is that sometimes there's food that really goes together and it digests well together, and then there's food that doesn't, like it slows down. So think of some food as kind of like some food moves through like a Ferrari, it is in and it is gone and it is out and then there's some food that's like a semi truck so let's think of this if you have a piece of fruit say green apple and you have that you eat that on an empty stomach that is going to digest really quick yes you have fiber so it may be a little bit longer than a piece of fruit that didn't have as much fiber but it's going to digest really, really quick. Well, then you have another another food that's more like a semi-truck. So for example, peanut butter. Okay, apples and peanut butter is the bomb. So, you know, I'm like, Ugh. I don't know if I want to say don't eat that because I probably will still eat it, but I don't necessarily have a problem with the digestion. If you have a di- digestive problem, you may not want to eat peanut butter with your apples, um, you just, I don't know. So maybe it's something different that you got to combine it with next time. But that's the, that's the theory uh, or the philosophy on food combining is that you're putting foods that require one digestive environment separate from another food that requires a different digestive environment. So, protein, for example, if you have protein, and especially animal meat protein, or anything that's more acidifying, then your body needs to produce more hydrochloric acid in order to digest that. So the second you get protein on your system, your body's going to produce a lot of hydrochloric acid so that it can digest and break those things down. But if you have fruit... You don't need to. The fruit already has its own acids. It already has its own digestive enzymes. It has prebiotics, even probiotics, especially if you grew it yourself. And it doesn't really need this extra, um, you know, it doesn't need any extra processes. It just wants you to chew. Like all you have to do is chew your fruit. So you don't necessarily need to combine it with or want to combine it with proteins, because it's going to take slower. And so now what happens is, is that you have something that is more alkaline in digestion, and then something that's more acidifying, and you put them together, you're creating a, a pH uh, neutral, a neutral environment. And then now it's not moving anywhere. Now it's just kind of stuck. It's kind of just sitting there. So that is food combining in a nutshell. If I am ever eating a meal, I don't really eat fruit with my meals. I eat fruit on an empty stomach. So if there's lunch and I have fruit that I'm going to eat, I'll make. I'll go ahead and eat the fruit while I'm prepping the lunch because fruit only needs like twenty to thirty minutes to get through your system. So uh, if if the kids ask when ever since they've been little, if they've asked for something for before dinner, because they're, they're hungry, then I'll say, grab some fruit because 20, 30 minutes, I know that it's already worked its way through. That will help you with your digestion. Okay. The next one is, it's called digestive fire. And I'm not, this one, I'm not as much of, um, I'm not as much well versed in this section but i can tell you what i wrote down so agni is the ayurvedic concept of fire and it determines which substance which substances enter the cells and tissues and which are removed as waste so there's over 40 types of agni in the in the body and the central digestive fire that gut that governs the digestion and assimilation of food is considered the most powerful. So when you have a healthy, balanced, um, agony, then you're going to have better immunity and energy. So there's several practices to support this, but one of those is eating your heaviest meal midday, and then use a low dose of bitter or sour taste before a meal to help with the increase or secretion of hydrochloric acid in the stomach. So try not to smother your acne with excessive cold or heavy foods to aggravate it with, ex- with excessively oily or spicy foods, if that makes sense. So, um, okay. When I was with a friend of mine, I was having some digestive issues, we were traveling, and she was like, you're not, you're, you're putting too much cold into your digestion. And I said, what do you mean? And she says, or she said, well, all I see you drink is ice cold drinks, but your digestion is fire. Your digest, your digestion needs heat. She said, you've got to add more heavy food or you got to add more hot drinks and hot instead of the ice cold drinks. And it's not, your cold stuff is not mixing well with your spicy foods. And your, your ice cold drinks are not mixing well with your body trying to digest. So you need to have more warm drinks in there. So you stroke your digestive fire with small meals and breaks for four to six hours between them, which is, is kind of goes along the lines of, you know, we've said um, before that, well, people have said that Americans eat way too many meals. And there's a lot of talk about how, you know, eating every two to three hours is not necessarily beneficial, that you're just overstimulating that system. And then everything is kind of mixed in that you should try eating a larger meal in the middle of the day. And then that way you have a good four to six hours between then when you eat dinner. So you don't even need a snack. So I don't know something to it. Okay. And then gratitude, gratitude, um, cultivating contentment encourages you to be at peace with what's available to you in each moment. And this is definitely something that, you know, Trey and I have worked on many times that expressing gratitude is the healthiest way to shift our mindset through any daily um, issue that we might be going through. Um, It's a powerful mental and physical uh, reset and has incredible health impacts. When we feel like there's a lot of stuff going on or a lot of stuff going wrong, we can sit down and say, hey, let's, let's talk about some of the things that we're grateful for and we just did an episode on walking. That's one of the best ways that we will express our gratitude for what's happening in our life at that moment. And I'm—I know it sounds out there. It sounds hokey pokey, whatever. <laughs> but there is something that happens on a chemical level within your body that uh, is healing, and it—it it sets everything—it sets everything right. When you express gratitude and write down what you're thankful for, or talk about what you're thankful for, or meditate on what you're thankful for, it changes your perception of what is happening and the problems. So remind yourself that you have enough and you can that can ground you in the present. And when you need focus or clarity or rest, return to your gratitude and connect with this very pure way of connecting reality to what is going on in your life. Gratitude is awesome. All right. The next thing we're going to go into is traditional Chinese medicine. Now, I am not as well-versed in Chinese medicine because that is a whole other realm, but I can give you some key concepts. So it's based upon four principles that the body is an integrated whole, Okay, I agree with that right. Um, the body is connected to and influenced by nature. I can I can relate to that in a, in agreement too because if you think about it, the um, the cycles of the moon, a female cycle, is uh, connected with the, the Earth's energetic pull and the and that whole thing. I, I can't go too much into detail or I'm sound like an idiot, but um, the body is designed to heal itself. Okay. I agree with that 100%. Even though I may not have the same religious beliefs as um, maybe someone who practices Chinese medicine or someone who is Chinese, um, I think we can both agree that our body is designed to heal itself. And then principle number four, or key concept number four, is that prevention is the best cure. Another thing that I totally uh, agree with. So, um, and, and you know what I was thinking about this the other day, apparently there was a new law that was passed or a new bill that was passed. And what it's allowing restaurants to do is to serve lab grown meat without our knowledge. The restaurant does not have to tell us if a meat is lab grown or not. Another thing is that there is a new product called A Peel, A P E E L, and that will be hitting a grocery store near you. And basically, it's a coating that goes on the outsides of fruits and vegetables to maintain their freshness for a longer period of time. You're not supposed to consume that particular substance. <laughs> so, why would they be putting it on our vegetables? We have Franken food. Our food is is it, it's not even food anymore. And our I mean, don't get me going down a rabbit hole, but our produce is produced and modified genetically to resist the normal um, insects that may that may attack it, or it's it's modified to be able to taste better and have a have a better, stronger flavor, or maybe even a stronger sugar. And if it's not we have to be the ones who stand up and say, "Hey, like uh, this is done. I'm not I'm not doing this to myself, I'm not doing this to my kids. I well, you have to prevent the issues that are that are happening on a regular basis with people with heart disease and um, I mean, d- digestive diseases, all kinds of diseases and cancers that are coming up. It's up to us, us now. we we have to we cannot rely. It's not like the eighties anymore. We just can't, we have to, we have to prevent it. So prevention is key. Okay. In Chinese medicine, um, in this ancient medical approach, practitioners apply their understanding of chi, which is the life force energy, 12 main meridian pathways or energy lines. Okay. So, um, in meridian lines, there is, um, acupuncturist. this is what they use for how, where they put their acupuncture needles. I can tell you that, um, acupuncture works. Um, if I did not do acupuncture, I probably would not have river today. Um, I used to see the acupuncture to help with hormonal balance and it was absolutely phenomenal. And, or if Trey had an inner injury, Course now he has an ice bath, so that's gonna be cool. But um the the acupuncturist would first so let's say that Trey let's say that Trey hurt his back, um, because that's happened. He's thrown out his back and he literally could not walk. The acupuncturist would know exactly where to put the needles on the meridian lines to release the heat that was being produced. Because when you have an injury and there's swelling you can touch it and it's hot. Like if you hurt your knee, it is hot because of the heat. So the acupuncture, they use the meridian lines of basically opening the door to release the heat so that now you can get better blood flow and then that heat is dispersed throughout the body. So that's based on the 12 meridian lines. Um, Five major organs, kidneys, lung, heart, spleen, and liver um, the yin-yang theory of balance, and the elements of earth, metal, water, food, and fire. So diagnosti- diagnostic methods are comprehensive and involve inspection. So um, they believe that there should be inspection, um, listening, smelling, asking, and touching. Uh, once imbalances are determined, there's a personalized treatment plan where they use a combination of methods that will create and address one's bioindividual needs. So, um, in common traditional Chinese medicine, healing modalities include acupuncture, acupressure, Chinese nutrition, cupping, guasha, herbology, and um, mugwort burning, which I don't really know what that is, um, and then also massage. So, how you put that into practice? So, um, eating your element, which, you know, I don't know, I'll be honest, I don't know how much I believe this part, but it actually makes sense. And if it worked, then why not? If you have issues and, and this is the approach that you want to take, then go for it. So eat your element. So for example, if you are water element, which I don't necessarily know how you find that out, even I'll be completely honest. I don't know how to find out if you're more earth, water. Fire, air, metal. <laughs> Maybe you need that's you go to a Chinese medicine uh, doctor. Um, but if you're water, if you're water element, then nourishing foods would include those derived from water, so wild caught fish, seaweed, and those that contain high concentration of water, like berries and cucumber. You can determine your predominant element by taking an online quiz. Okay, there you go. I guess I was. A little bit, um, far, a little bit behind. So you can look at a traditional Chinese medicine to help you with, um, finding out more results. If I were to guess, I would say I'm a water person because I love water. If we we live on a lake, um, that's been both Trey and I, uh, both of our dreams. Uh, anytime we vacation, there's always some sort of water nearby. I, if we ever vacation anywhere where we can stay on, like a a running creek. That's amazing. Or hiking. I love little running water trails. And guess what? My favorite thing to eat is fish. And I love berries and I love water containing vegetables like cucumbers. So you got to determine that for yourself. Okay. Mindful movement. Um, tai Chi and qigong Gong are two meditative practices that combine gentle movement and breathing to help promote the flow of Qi, which is energy. So We used to do Tai Chi in the beginning of my yoga classes, and it was amazing. It was such a grounding way of focusing on breath and also movement, and it helped prepare you for the class. But we only did like five minutes, so I can't imagine doing like a 45-minute Tai Chi class. If we had better Texas weather and there were people out there doing Tai Chi, I would totally be out there with them doing that or Qigong. And I don't know as much about Qigong as I do Tai Chi, but I know that there's uh, various movements that are for a a specific thing. Okay. Uh, the next is balancing yin and yang. So yin and yang are complete, are, are complementary energies with each other. Um, so a yin symbol symbolizes the moon. Um, it's cool, quiet, and yang symbolizes the sun, warmth, light, and expansive. So whether you believe in this philosophy or not, you I'm sure we all could agree that cooling, quiet, and still is one side of the spectrum. And then warmth and light and energy is the other side of the spectrum. We can all pretty much agree that white is the opposite of black or black is the opposite of white. So throughout your day, find little ways to cultivate the nourishing balance between of between you know the energies so for example let's say that you had a day that's very very you have days that are very busy and hectic then that means when you get home you need to have more calming and restfulness in your evening so let's say that your day at work is quiet and you're in an office by yourself and it's just super calm then when you get get home, you may need some action. Like you may need things to get a little wild at home so that you can have a little bit of both sides. I think that that makes perfect sense to me. And okay, next one is step up your skincare routine. I'm sure you've seen all over Instagram and um, probably on um, Amazon, You've probably seen jade rollers and guasha, and this is to help with your skincare routine. But it, it promotes lymphatic drainage. It also helps reduce muscular tension, and it improves circulation on the face, ladies. Yes, it helps with wrinkles. So when you use a jade dra- a jade roller, it feels so good on your skin. I actually need to order another one. That is another thing that I've been totally behind on. But um, there's also a ton of information about gua sha on your whole body. So we, ha- my friend Albert, uh, he's Taiwanese, and he does gua sha for everything. I mean, if you if you have a tight muscle, they're gonna they're gonna scrape it, and that draws it. It breaks down the blood vessels, or it breaks down the capillaries, like in your skin, and it draws attention. So blood and that blood helps come in and then it releases the inflammation. So, and then there's also stuff that they do like, okay, if you're dehydrated, then they believe in doing a gua sha on the neck, which makes sense because if you think about it or if you have heat stroke, um, if you, if you have those, uh, issues because of a hot day, you're probably going to have a really tight neck right? So I know I do. Um, Okay. So the next thing is acupressure mat or pillow. I'm sure you've seen those where those little acupressure pillows or excuse me, mats that you stand and walk all over and they have all these like little plastic spikes. These help stimulate acupressure points in the body, on the bottoms of the feet, all at once. But you can lay on it too, so that's another great way for you to help with stress and tension and insomnia. You can set it on the ground. You can lay on it. You could walk on it very slowly. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of painful. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, we had one, and I think Trey made me throw it away because I wasn't really using it very much. But now I kind of want another one. Um, Now that we are a little bit more stable um, with our life and we're learning and doing better routines of self-care, Trey and I both have a lot of different things that we do every night. That could easily be something that we add in. Um, Well, traditional Chinese medicine was established a really long time ago, but it continues today to be relevant and it emphasizes natural healing. So, you know, whether you believe in the, their philosophies of spiritual beliefs or not um, in China or in many of the other countries in Asia, um, I, I think that they're personally that there's something to be said about the way that they care for their bodies and restoring, you know, imbalances and helping to prevent and treat various conditions that they go through body, mind and spirit. And I have always just loved culture and various things that um, other countries who are a lot smarter than us, than us in many ways do. So I hope that you found some some value in today's episode um, and you learned something. And I think if if you were to start with anything, you could easily go in your kitchen and grab a spoon and scrape the tongue in the morning and you could start with oil pulling just those two things alone you're going to see a big difference and then maybe the next week you add on you know personal massage Well, I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Next week, we will have a guest on. And then after that, we'll probably be talking a lot about Trey's um, ice bath because he is going to tell you all about it. Y'all have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next Next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly.